Hey, singles only time. Hey, how are you? What are you doing? How's life? I don't really care. Just trying to stall here. Singles only podcast time. Paul Farver here, your host. This week, actually, we just had Kristen Toomey back on. Uh, so I figured it'd be a good idea to go back and listen to the original one uh, back from episode 81 from June or January of 2018. We talked about it a little bit. Um, when we had her on last week. So I figured, let's replay this one. So if you haven't heard this before, go back and listen to Kristen's last week and then listen to the difference in her life. It's in the last five years. Pretty fucking cool, in my opinion. Five years? Yeah, fucking five years. Crazy. This was right after she uh, uh, got separated. And uh, so yeah, take a listen. And this is Back when Patty just started taking over as uh, Voice of Reason. So kind of cool, I think. Take a listen. Enjoy it. Come check me out live. Paul F. Comedy has all my dates. Um, depending on when you get this, uh, you listen to this, uh, I'll be at the Comedy Vault in Batavia, uh, July 6th through the 9th. Then I'll be at Janesville uh, Performing Arts Center, uh, July 14th, and then I'm in Chicago for a couple of weeks here. So uh, I'll be at the Laugh Factory, Zanies. I'll also be at Zanies in Rosemont on July 16th, opening for my friend Angelo Sorokis, and then with him at Zanies in Old Town on July 17th as well. Stand up, sit down at Laugh Factory July 17th and 31st. Then I'm headlining, co headlining with my friend Paul Ollinger at Charlotte Comedy Zone on Sunday, July 23rd, and then Sunshine Comedy Club, July 28th, 29th, in St. Petersburg, Florida. Go to my website for all details. So fun, these shows. Uh, so good to see so many of you guys on the road um, in Naples at Off the Hook. Um, what a fun show that was. Um, also, Boca Black Box in Boca Raton. Super fun to hang out with you guys there. Thank you guys for coming out and telling people to come see me. Fucking cool as shit. Um, still love all the support. Please follow me on Instagram if you don't already. YouTube, Paul F. Comedy. Uh, Instagram, Paul Farvar. And check out our sponsors, okay? Singles only listeners, Paul Farvar here. Want to tell you about our friends over at Love Shop Toys. They are a sex shop toy. They are passionate about destigmatizing and normalizing sex and sex toys and the conversations around it. They've been around for 20 years and they believe that life is too short for bad sex. We agree here at Singles Only Podcast. We've teamed up with them. So if you go to their website, loveshoptoys.com backslash singles only, you get 20% off all regular priced items and all orders over $69 are free. Nice. That's right. Free shipping on all orders over $69. Nice. And you get 20% off if you use our backslash singles only at loveshoptoys.com backslash singles only. That is, you get discreet shipping. You'll get it within two to four days across most of North America. Check them out, loveshoptoys.com, and use the backslash singles only to get 20% off. You're welcome. Welcome to Singles Only. My name is Paul Farvar and riding shotgun as the voice of reason, my friend, 
Patty Vasquez. Hi, Patty. Hi, thank you for having me again. Thanks for being here and making sure we're sane and make sense to the, the rest of the world. My goal is to now become unreasonable so that you never want to have me back. The voice of reason. <laughs> it's going to be completely unreasonable. Um, I, I yeah, that's that. a good way to, to get out of it. <laughs> that makes sense. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't think do that it, to your guests. Okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, well, thanks for being here, but we have a very special guest, an amazing comedian, great friend, and super funny Kristen Toomey. Hi. Thank Hello. you. That's very nice intro, Paul. Oh. Hi, Patty. Hi, Paul. Hi. And I, I and it, it's weird because I, at one point, wanted you to be on the show as the voice of reason. I remember I talked to you when I first started the show. Yeah. And it's weird to now have you as a guest because... <laughs> well, that would have been a big error. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we wanted you in the rotation, so... Yeah. Um, because and, you, you like the voice of reason to be someone who's married. Yeah. So the person that, that sits with me is someone that's, in, uh, that's married... And uh, I like to have a female perspective too. Oh, okay. And so that's why we had you on, or we were, gonna, or I approached you. Yeah. But and now your status has changed. Now, <laughs> a year later, yeah, your status has changed. What happened? Oh, geez. Well, I'm <laughs> separate. That's a loaded. <laughs> well, question. I wanted to see Wait, how you were. Lofty goals, Paul. Um, no, no. That um, I'm separated right now, and from a 14-year marriage, and. Um, so we're working through that, but it's uh, it was a mutual decision, and we're trying to keep everything friendly and positive, and we have two children, so, um, you know, it's been hard, and the holidays have been hard, yeah. but... Does the family, um, does everybody know? I'm everyone guessing knows. This is one way to let them know is, here's this podcast I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how you want to break it. <laughs> yeah. No, everyone knows. Um and that was hard too, you know. Is everyone being supportive, or do you have family members who are like, "Don't you think you just work something out?" Oh, are you sure about that? <laughs> well, yeah, definite family issues um, have come out of this thing uh, with my family, okay. especially. His family is great and supportive, <laughs> you know, as um, they always were and have been and will be. But uh, yeah, my family is, you know, super fucked up so it's all were they hoping that you were the successful one that, that was able to maintain a relationship is that or where are they coming from who knows dude? <laughs> i'm not even sure it's earth at this point um <laughs> there's no evidence there's or maybe yeah i i landed here is how it feels at the moment but you know i think i come from a divorced family and um we were raised to believe that that was the reason for everything that was wrong. And, um, you know, that's not the case. Now, as a 36-year-old woman, I realize that that isn't the case. It's not a divorce that does that. Um, it's like emotional and, and narcissism and emotional abuse and all sorts of things that all of us contributed to. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's like I'm purging all of this stuff, you know, and uh, and the separation is is part of um, part of that. It's like, you know, empowering myself and and li living the life that I want to live as opposed to living the life others, including my family. Right. Wow. want for me or wanted for themselves you know was there so you said it's a mutual uh breakup mm -hmm. uh, a separation you've been you've been together for 14 you've been married for 14 years and i assume you dated before that for some just for like three months okay but 
What? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But so, incredible. But, um, yeah, that's a. We'll get into that. But um, you, did, was it something where you you realized the writing was on the wall? You guys were just not compatible, or did yeah. you guys grow apart, or was it? Well, we started off not in com, not compatible, okay. you know, and um, we were just very different. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with him how he is, and there's nothing wrong with me. But when we were together, I felt like there was something wrong with me. You know, it made me feel because like... Because of the way you felt. Because I felt... Sure. Um, I felt like I was in a situation that everybody else wanted. And so the fact that I was unhappy in that situation made me feel ungrateful and bad and depressed and angry and resentful and... Um, and I would act out and drink too much and just be an asshole. And and it really had very little to do what with him. Who is that? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, someone's, <laughs> is it a date? No, it's someone's phone. They, they hear me spot. opening up. They're calling <laughs> I that, already. I think it's Matt's phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the random phone in the office of Laugh Factory. Go ahead. I'm sorry about that. I don't even know what I was saying. I was saying... Um, that you felt like you were in a, the, the emotions that uh, you were feeling in this relationship drove you... Not drove you, but that you didn't feel emotionally safe is what it sounds like. You know? Yeah, yeah, but not because of anything that he did. <laughs> Callers it, are calling in. Maybe it was something he did. I think that's the universe. Every time I try and defend him, they're like, shut up. Stop. Stop. Yeah. You know what? Well, you it felt takes like you were, two to tango, so right. who knows? And you felt like you were lashing out, you know, hurting yourself and maybe doing things that were not helpful to other people. Is that what you... I'm sorry. Yeah, because yeah. I, I felt like I was, um, you know, and him and I have talked about this, so it's not a surprise, but, um, you know, we were put in a situation. I got pregnant, okay? And he was 20, I was 21, and uh, we had just started dating. We didn't really know each other. We had nothing really in common we are very different you know he came from ireland um and it was like my my family and i feel like his background uh really influenced us having to get married right um culturally it, it was it seemed like an imperative culturally for him and um in a weird way, just sort of so I would be taken care of and safe and they wouldn't have to deal with this. And you know what I mean? Um, kind of just like you got her now, you know? So, um, yeah. So then we got married a week after I found out I was pregnant. We went to the courthouse and got married. And um, because he was an illegal immigrant at the time. He's a citizen now, so I can speak freely about it for the minute. Until now, um, we don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Until it changes. At the airing or recording of this. Okay. <laughs> As of the airing. There's been any changing to DACA. So, um, yeah, he's... Um, so we wanted to ensure, you know, this is post 9-11, we wanted to ensure that he wouldn't get deported. That right. was also a big part of it, you know? And so we just had a courthouse thing and, um, did you feel like at the time, like it was, it was a solution rather than a building really like you kind of, was it very conscious that we're doing this because of these specific reasons? That's how it felt right. to, to me. Yeah. That was the, the whole thing I thought, right. You know, 
um, for a little while. I thought like that, you know, this we're just like getting it on paper and stuff. But then Being it was practical about it. Yeah, but yeah. like then it wasn't that way. So I, um, yeah, I was so nervous. Like when I got married, I got sick um, the night we got married, and um, I had like the stomach flu. I was like puking at his house. It was awful. And I had lived at home with my mom. And so I went back to my mom's because I was sick with the flu, like the stomach flu. Like, you know, I'm like shitting, puking. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this guy has never even seen me (laughs) naked. He had never even seen me fully naked. Right. You know, and like I so I went to my mom's and I was there for like two weeks. And then finally he was like are you coming back? And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, cause I really want to stay in this country. Definitely. You know, yeah. no, he's like, are you all right? And I was just nervous. I was yeah. a wreck, dude. Sure. I was like, what is going on? But you're so young too. And I it mean, was so quick. That's a lot to it, be dealing with. Right. At, yeah. At a young age. And PS I'm pregnant, you mm-hmm. know, like right. that was something that was, I was in shock about too. So, um, yeah, this is very cathartic. Thank you. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. And uh, did it become romantic? I mean, like after getting married, getting through all being yeah. sick while you were pregnant, did it become romantic? Yes. Fourteen years is a long time. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've we had really good times. You know, like um, there were times, especially towards the end. Weirdly, like it was probably the best it had ever been. And then... Was that because you knew that it was ending or was it because... I think we just had grown up and, you know, when you spend that much time with someone, um, it's very... It is, in a lot of ways, unhealthy codependency. But Mm. also, you know, there's a genuine, like, family love. You know, I forget which one of the types of love that is. But... um, I forget the name of it, but it's like, um, not a sexual desirable, not that we didn't have sex. We did, but you know, he had a, a family member, you know, his dad passed away and understandably that he was going through the grieving stage and, um, you know, it just, it it was kind of like, it felt like for both of us, we talked about, his dad picked me out of a crowd, okay? His dad, uh, let me back up. When you met, you mean? When we met, um, we, were at a, we had, were at a bar that I worked at, McNally's Irish Pub, and um, we had kissed a few times, but then he went away and... Uh, the phone. Yes. Another phone. They're trying to get Anytime, to us. Yeah, we yeah. Did, we talk, start talking about. I mean, maybe we should be talking yep. about it. Um, no, but the. Uh, he picked you out. Yeah. So him, Eamon and I—that's my husband's name, Eamon—and I had made out a few times, right? But then things got weird, and we didn't talk, and we were shy around each other. Well, then his his father was in for his brother's wedding from Ireland. And we were all at the bar, but I was not with them. I was just there because I worked there. My friends hung out there. And I walked by, and his dad said, that would be a good woman for you right there. 
did he dad know that you guys had already no. made up? Oh wow. No. That's wild. Yeah. That's interesting. And so I think that really uh, that made an effect on him. Sure. Yeah, of course. Wouldn't it to anyone? Yeah. Right. Someone you already made out with. Right. And you're like, yeah, I'm and going to my dad just picked her out. That like you I'm gonna up get to was, I'm gonna right, get her. Right. Yeah. And his dad is his hero, you know? So um I think you know, that was part of it. And then um so his when his dad passed away recently, um it was like something that had been building and we always knew that we were, you know, growing apart. We had nothing in common. Right. Nothing, you know. And my daughter, when we told her that we were separating, she was, she's 13. She was like, finally, geez. <laughs> and I was like, what? You know, and she's like, well, three years ago, I asked you what you and, and dad have in common. And it took you 10 minutes. Right. Wow. And you mumbled Johnny Cash and walked <laughs> out the door. <laughs> And so for three three years, she's been waiting for the news, I'm sure. No, come back. Oh, I thought you wanted my gum. She got very relaxed. She's like, I'm just going to sit back Oh, she was trying to look for a place to hide her gum. I'm I'm trying to throw it away. I'm going to put it in the planter. Okay. Well, it's in the planter. But that's the thing, though. But a lot of times, and and speaking from my parents, that, you know, they're still together for 50 years, I think, but they should have been divorced like 43 oh, my years parents. ago. <laughs> my parents definitely should And have it's divorced. funny because like you, you just said that as a parent, like you're like, oh, how did they know? It's like, I'm, for my parents, they were fighting all the time and, and, and I know a lot of my friends whose parents are still married that should have been fucking oh, divorced yeah. Yeah. years ago. Yeah, and yeah. you're like, your parents are still together? They're like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but why? Like, yeah. so, so, and it doesn't sound like you even had that kind of tension. You just had, you were just different people. Yeah, uh, um, you know, there wasn't any outward fighting. Um, I mean, over the years, there was a lot of passive aggressive, you know, you tit for tat. Um, you start building resentment that way. Oh, oh yeah. and there was a lot of that. Like, you stay out till 1. Okay, I'll stay out till one thirty then on my oh, night geez. out. You know, it was yeah. a lot of that kind of stuff. And then um, we kind of got over that. When I quit drinking, a lot of that stopped. And then, but it just, you know, we there's nothing clicking. Like, we don't have any of the same interests or opinions on things. Right. And it's very hard to um, share with someone that you know really won't get, get it the same. Or, sure. or you just assume that. And so then at some point you guys stop trying. And... That's what we did. We stopped trying. Are you, has this affected your outlook on what marriage is? In other words, if, do you want to get married again? Or have you even thought of something oh, like that? Oh, man, dude. I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, it's so right. new. You know, I'm not even divorced yet. Sure. But um, do I, like, believe in the concept? Is that yeah. what you're asking? I believe that um, it it depends on the people and the the and the circumstances, because right. yeah. your then, circumstances didn't lend itself for... No, know, my circumstances didn't lend itself for a six-month relationship, let right. alone a 14-year right. marriage. But, um, yeah. 
So, you know, it's not a failure in in our eyes, and that's what we're trying to, you know, That's such a great on. way to think of it, yeah. It yeah. isn't. It's well, not no, a of course. I mean, you have two beautiful kids out of it, right? Oh, absolutely. And, you know. And now you can go to Ireland whenever you want because you, you have to take your daughters to, or your kids to go visit relatives. Well, we do, We would go all yeah. the time, yeah. And it, I got to go and, and see that part of the world and meet those wonderful people. And um, a lot of good came out of it, you know. So no regrets on that. But um, I do think that relationships need to have more than uh, sex, a good sex life. I feel like, because we had that on a lot of levels, but then when he was, you know, at some point it was like the, the pilot light went out for both of us at the same time. And it wow. was just like, we could not, and I'm talking recent, like, it, we, just, it, just, it yeah. was just there, done. Wow. And it was crazy I don't know how it happened and finally this was the kicker okay the kids went away for the weekend and it was just us two and we ended up sleeping for 19 hours you both your face (laughs) I don't know if that sounds amazing or like maybe you had a fever I'm not sure (laughs) it was just too because we didn't have anything to say really and so then we got up and ate Thai food and then went back to bed and when we woke up again, I looked at him and I was like, this is not working. And he was like, yeah. And wow. So you needed a 19 hour nap to be able to be like, okay. Yeah, because we had this whole weekend together, you know, and, and that's what we did. Yeah. Because we didn't want to, we didn't ever want to really hang out. It wasn't like we c- couldn't. It was just like we didn't have. I've seen a Johnny Cash cover band or something. I mean, it got to the point that I love Johnny Cash. I can't even listen to him anymore. Oh, no. and oh we have to get that back for you and at least. And Eamon's the same because he even brought that up first. And I was like, you're right. Like, I skip over it now because it's just we out, like, played it out. Because it was all we had, you know? Oh. Like, when we go on car rides to my parents, like, way out west, that's what we would listen to because we would fight otherwise. Like, he would hate what I was listening to and I hated what he was listening to. And so then we all started putting ear f- headphones on in the car to listen to right. our own styles of music. I mean, so that's you're disconnecting. Fun. There's right? only so much shiny cash out there. Well, I mean, that's so yeah. disconnected <laughs> right, right. and messed up. But it was just like we couldn't. Johnny Cash was the duct tape holding your relationship together. Yes, that? that's very well put. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, but no, I mean it was fear and duty yeah. for the most part. Fear, duty, guilt, all those. Those are hard to get by, too. It's hard yeah. to move past those. And well, you yeah. have. So we've been doing this podcast, what, six, seven years now? And the one thing you know about me is that I was a lawyer. It's one of the cardinal things associated with me behind being a comedian, former musician, or failed musician, or uh, Persian, or old. But when I need a lawyer, I call my friend Scott Shapiro. And you should do the same, too. 312 648 8,800. Scott Shapiro has been representing people for 25 years with workers' comp cases, personal injury, and entertainment law. Scott is a full-service law firm, and in addition to all the injuries that I talked about, work injuries, personal injury, and entertainment law, he handles other matters too. So you can hit him up, 
312-648-8800 or check out his website, scottshapirolegal.com or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. Tell him I sent you. You will not be disappointed. So you so you were in a relationship for 14 years and now you're on the, on the verge of not being in a relationship again and for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Are you scared are you hopeful are you just like you haven't even thought that far ahead you know i've I've thought a lot about that actually and i don't really know at this point Mm -hmm. you know i know what i would like eventually but um you know at this point i'm just gonna let go and see what where i go but yeah, that makes sense. What happened? But you're in, in a great place in your career, and Thank uh, you. and it, I mean, I'm just saying, like being someone that's uh, always single and kind of intentionally, does it does it? <laughs> do you feel that it allows you to kind of focus on, you know, I'm going to work on my craft now, and have you have you noticed a change in your ability to kind of focus on on things like that, or is it not well, really? Well, you know, I mean, what the the truth the truth of the matter is is like i focus on things that you know are maybe like are a little too far out for other people i feel like i might be a little too much for people all the time and i need like isolation you know for myself so i do think that it is good the separation is good because i feel um like I need that time and I feel like people need that time away from uh, my intensity, I would suppose. Right. You know, it's not that I'm like evil or something or like abusive physically or crazy person, but I am um, like, you know, a lot to handle, I think, emotionally and just, just to be around. But um, that's what I'm learning. And, and I'm, you know, people are a lot for me to be around too. So it's, it's helping me with my craft, but right now my craft is like figuring out how to love healthy and love myself and, and demand the respect and boundaries that I deserve and all that jazz, you know? So I'm just doing that. And that's a lot of work. It, it is. is a lot of work. Is. That it's is like it is my full time job right now, and it's like exhausting. And then I feel like, oh man, I didn't do anything. Well, I painted a picture. I did a little bit. You're taking care you know, of yourself. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. playing the guitar and just like, don't know the chords. I'm just like strumming. My neighbors are probably annoyed. <laughs> it's um, an acoustic guitar, live. right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's fine. So yeah, as long yeah. as there's not an amp involved, you'll be fine. There will be now. Yeah, now <laughs> piss them off. Um, are you, um, have you, well, you haven't gone on any of that. You don't even know the app site. Have you done no, any of those I'm things? Not, I'm not going to, I'm going to try. I mean, I'm sure everyone says I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to try not to because okay. I feel like, um, no, that's a bad way to go, man. Do you, <laughs> do you talk about this? Have you, have you started talking about your, uh, uh, break I, on stage or anything yet? Uh, uh, I have a few times, but you know, I was talking to Rena Calm, uh, who's a good friend of all of ours, also yeah, and great comedian. Um, and she was, we were talking about that last night, and 
she gave me some great advice and she was like, you know, you don't have to rush into that. Cause I was kind of trying just to like rip that bandaid off, which is usually what I do is like, just get in there, get in there, man. Just say it, at least say it once and come back to it. You know, that sort of thing. Sure. And, um, so I was doing a lot of that, just ripping that band-aids off real quick and then I'll come back. And I'll circle deal with back it. when I'm, you know, not as raw, but, um, she was like, don't do that. <laughs> She's like, just give yourself some time. And she was right. And I needed that. I need people to tell me, tell me what's up. You know, I appreciate that so much. Are you talking about your separation on stage yet? Well, that's what I mean. That's like, what I was going to say, yeah. I'm, no, but I mean like as far as people coming up to you afterwards. And, oh, uh, um, like a few times that I have talked about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and I do feel like um, there's such a, a vibe when you first decide you're like free or single in your mind, kind of, that people pick up on. And it's like the first two weeks, it was crazy. Like I was getting hit on in like See, hotel that's lobbies. That's what, yeah, that's yeah. what I was getting at too. Like if it's, if it's so you have even like when you, you bring people, it up. If, if you don't bring it up, it sounds like you were already like people were coming out from yeah. your energy almost. It's the energy of free, of like first of all not giving a fuck, right? If like anyone talks to you or not, I think that's the <laughs> main thing it that they're like you smelling. Like, you know, you seem like a challenge, right? Yep. And then um, also, I've been working on you know trying to be open and. Um, so I think that combination was like a little too, too much. I I, I kind of had to close it off because it was like I felt vulnerable, you know. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we're already vulnerable. I feel like I'm stage, saying you know so much. Sorry. I'm listeners. saying sure every time, I'm like you know, and I'm like yes, I do. <laughs> You're fine. Well, all right. Yeah. Well, what? Um, yeah, that's gonna be interesting. Now I wonder, see if you do kind of pull off the band-aids and you do start tanking, t- talking about it. I feel like you're going to be dealing with a bunch of shit with people after shows if you are out there talking mm. to people because then that's a, that brings a whole nother camp. Like, do you, are you ready to start dealing with people after shows that are hitting on you? And Yeah, you know, weirdly... Um, especially when you're on the road and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, that is a concern of mine. And um, I've had, you know, weirder experiences in the past even as a married woman after shows um and yeah it's a concern but also you know I don't really that's part of the reason not because people hit on me but because of what I talk about on, on stage. stage people have this notion that they, they know, know they you can be real real kind of comfortable comfortable yeah, yeah that's a word for it uh or yeah, crude cause you, even because I'm crude up there on stage right and then it's like yeah but when I'm off stage and it's just me, then when a strange guy comes up to me and starts talking about my my pussy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's Is like, it... whoa, hey. I and don't think it's cool okay because you just talked about it on stage. Right. And they're like, well, I don't understand. But they don't get Because they're drunk. The they boundary. don't get it. Right. right. They think I'm like That's some what I'm character. At, yeah. On stage, you know, you have this, this raunchy personality, which, and, but. Guys don't understand the separation. Yeah. Like, hey, fuck you. You can't. That's my talk fault. To me. Right. Totally. Well, it's not your fault. No, no, it's no, no. Your it's stage persona. Right. I mean, but that is the one that I chose to do. Right. So you know what I what I end up doing is because I don't feel like changing 
what I do up there yet and I don't feel like dealing with them yet. And you shouldn't. Yeah. Then I just bounce, yeah, you know. You don't have to stay after this. Yeah, show. no, I don't shake hands. You know, sometimes I do. I keep saying, you know, sometimes I do. But if I'm around other comics and yeah, I feel so more safe and yeah. it's all, you know, I, or I feel like it. Yeah. I mean, really, to be honest, I'm not doing it. I, I will never do that out of an obligation because that is a waste of everyone's time. Yeah. You know, if you're if you shaking it. hands and dead inside, then go home. Right. <laughs> no, I no, I, I, I totally get it. I, I shake hands when I'm dead inside all the time after shows. I'm like, why am I even talking to these people? I didn't even have a good set. Yeah. But you, it's it like makes you feel hustle. bad. No, I do. It does ruin a night in some ways. So that makes sense. Yeah. But for you, what I'm saying is you shouldn't have to change what you do on stage. No. The, the, the common, what you're doing is great, is saying, fuck, I don't have to sit around and shake hands if I don't feel like talking to people. Or yeah. if you feel like, you know, they're going to be a person that's not going to understand that, hey, this is my shtick on stage. You can't say the word pussy when I'm off stage to me. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Am I right? Oh, I mean, I put them in their place. Yeah. I don't just, you know. Right. But still, you know me. Oh, I but, do. <laughs> well, that sounded weird. Uh, no, no. no. <laughs> I mean, I've been I've been to shows where you've literally told people to fuck off. And yeah, it's been the most fun thing to watch. Thank you. Yeah, I'm not. I, I mean, deserve it. That's a th- I'm not a intimidated, easily intimidated person, and I still feel that way. So imagine a a a woman that might not be that aggressive or that you know, fuck you. Mm-hmm how that feels to her and how that shapes what she talks about. Yeah. Right? Makes sense. Well, we are out of time. I talked the entire time. Well, saying, that's, you're the guest. Did. You're supposed to. Yeah, that's the hope. Well, I want to have you back on here. Uh, yeah, a few months into this. Another session. And like, we'll just see how, see how it's going. Goes. I know this is like so fresh, and thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, that's uh, great. Kristen, where can people... Uh, find out about you online or what what stuff do you have coming up where people can catch you? I am doing a monthly show at North Bar in Chicago. It's called Freedom from Concern. And it is a variety show that I'm hosting. It's the last Saturday of every month and at 9 p.m. And it's super fun. Last time we had an alien encounter story slideshow and uh great comics talking about all sorts of things can people come in here about ghosts yes i've got ghost stories what about uh what about uh online working what's your uh uh social media stuff where people can find you Kristen toomey Kristen toomey on everything just what it says on the their phone right now Kristen toomey on everything on everything (laughs) All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Kristen. And thanks, Patty, as always, for being the voice of reason. My name is Paul Farver. Thanks, Mike, for helping make us sound good. And uh, that's another episode of Singles Only.